Hello. This is episode one of the Personal Growth Podcast. And I don't know if I'm close enough to the microphone, yet there's something blocking my chair. We're doing it live. No one's perfect. We're moving fast and we're breaking things. But the title of this podcast, I think, is I Need Help. For those of you just listening via audio, I am opening a can of Liquid Death Mountain Water. Liquid Death, please sponsor me. Um, on today's episode, I don't know where this realization came from, but I think I've, I've realized that creative endeavors can't always be something that you do on your own. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I have recognized re recently that I need help with many things. And it's, it's weird how over the past year I've found myself less likely to admit that I needed help with something or asking people for help or, you know, being able to humble myself and say like, hey, I don't know how to do this. And I could try and like white knuckle it, like just, you know, force myself to learn. But some of my greatest moments of growth, no pun intended, have been when I've asked someone like, hey, you've been successful at this, you've done this, like, what would you do if you were in my shoes and just starting out? And so I've tried, I'm trying to take that approach with the YouTube and content creation space where I'm viewing it to some degree, kind of like starting a business or launching a product or building, you know, a software that I just want to be able to move quickly. I want to iterate, iterate, iterate which is why we're at episode two now and I have video and audio set up. Granted, the past six months have been me acquiring the gear and learning how to use it and learning how to get it set up to move quickly with this. So in terms of funding, this is, this is what we've got. We're working with it. We've got a lantern softbox that is uh, not particularly white balanced, but we are, uh, we're sitting here. It is Friday, June 16th, and I figure I would just catch you up from what has happened since we last spoke. First episode of the podcast, I believe, was recorded at like 12, 15 in the morning on a Tuesday when I had kind of realized that I, I needed help. Um, and I was like... I can't, you know, I, I'm I'm a big proponent of mental health and all of that, but I was like, what if I just record a little conversation with myself and with, you know, the people that are subscribed to my YouTube channel or somehow if you're only just finding me from Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, hello, but I'm assuming you are somewhat aware of my presence on the YouTube. Um. So yeah, the past week and a half or so, 
I mentioned in my previous episode that I was laid off at the end of April, beginning of May. That was very sudden, unexpected to say the least. And so I spent some time kind of reflecting on like, do I want to stay in LA? Do I want to, you know, try and move back to Texas? Like, do I need to move out? Like, what's my financial situation? All of the fun stuff that comes comes along with, you know, moving across the country for a job straight out of college. Um, but I'm feeling pretty good about things. The past week has been very... It's been difficult yet incredibly fulfilling. And I don't know if that's the link between like accomplishing a hard task and the serotonin that's released, but I'm feeling far happier than I have in a long time. And also at the same time, I, I experience moments of of real sadness, of real I wouldn't say like depression, but I think I, I go through moments where I feel like I'm experiencing emotions in a much more real way. I don't know if that makes sense. But what has spurred this is I'm a bit embarrassed to admit that I have struggled with the consumption of nicotine, whether it be cigarettes, vape, or what other, I guess, gum or patches or whatever form it comes in. As you can tell, I'm incredibly eloquent at two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I've struggled with nicotine for a really long time. And I think about three years ago, I managed to make it like a full two years without any at all. And then I was in my final semester of college and I was in a study group and someone had brought one and I was like, oh, like I, I have self-control. <laughs> I could do this. I, I have, you know, I don't have a problem with, you know, addiction or anything like that. And, you know, I, I would say that I have a, a semi-addictive personality, but also kind of like that thrill-seeking drive within me. And I think over the past year, you know, I, I found myself feeling more and more like I was driving through a rainstorm with no windshield wipers on. And it got progressively worse over time, but it was like I was driving in the rainstorm and I didn't know that I had windshield wipers. It became like a, it, it, it's a weird analogy, but I, that's the best one that I can think of where it's like, I didn't know how pervasive and, and controlling that, or I guess, I guess, yeah, pervasive is the right word. Like pervasive nicotine had gotten in my life where I'd gotten to the point where I was like, Okay, it was actually shortly after recording episode one. I, I had been trying to work my way off of it 
for gosh, like the past year really. And I'd tried and I'd failed. I'd tried something else and then I'd failed. And I think there's there's not a lot of content around it on the internet. I don't think it that my main goal is to kind of document this journey. I just think it's it's the most pressing item on my day-to-day life currently in terms of like what is taking up the most amount of my willpower. <laughs> um, so getting back to recalling the, f- the past week, it's now middle of June. This was the second week, starting in the second week of June. So on, I guess, yeah, eight days ago, about a week ago, I stopped any form of inhaled quick administration nicotine, which for me was like a, a vape. Um, and those first three days, whew, you want to talk about like a constant state of overwhelm and terror and despair. Um, I honestly think it was worse than the first time that I quit. Partially because the first time that I quit, I was just like a college student, you know, working part-time and doing classes part-time. And there wasn't nearly as much of this pressure of like, okay, currently you don't have income. Like you're in a new city. You, you know, are trying to like meet new people and make new friends. And like, in terms of, you know, the, the things on my plate currently, there was a lot more. So there was a lot more for my mind to kind of like grip onto and, and attach to when it comes to like those withdrawal symptoms. But the first, I'd say the first 72 hours, I gave myself permission like, okay, so we don't fully spiral. We'll, we'll chew on some gum. And I had set the date of, gosh, what was it? It was Monday. It was June eleventh, uh, I think. I'm trying really hard to uh, be accurate in my timelines here. So this past Monday, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this. It might be the Friday after this. I might just post it today. Who knows? We're iterating. Um. So yeah, that would have been, sorry, well, I'll probably cut this part out in post. Hello, it's me. I've noticed that I've tended to ramble. So the official day that I stopped all nicotine consumption altogether was June 12th. And oh man, the first couple of days were rough. I I read online somewhere that our... The third day is really the hardest. That's when like the cravings get the worst. And that was Wednesday. So Wednesday, I scheduled far in advance uh, attending the Venice Run Club, which is out here in Venice. And if you're out in Venice and you're listening to this and you are not a particularly creepy or psychotic individual, please feel free to say hi to me at any of the runs. I'm very much getting back in the swing of things and going very slow and trying to not injure myself. Um, 
But long story short, I figure I'm cutting nicotine out of my life indefinitely. I've recognized that that's probably like the one thing that I just, the, the pain that it causes down the road of like avoiding feeling emotions is just not worth it. That's, I could, I could talk for hours about that. Um, there have been some things in my personal, personal life that I, I will not divulge on the internet, but there, I lost one addiction, right? I chose to give up one addiction of the nicotine. And one of the things I did when I first quit was high intensity interval training classes. I was actually teaching them at the time. And so I was like, well, I'm unemployed. I don't really want to pay for a gym membership. Those classes are brutal. They're fun, but they also cost a lot. I was like, what's the cheapest way that I could just become a full-blown exercise addict within bounds? And I figured running is, running is free. Running doesn't cost money. Um, and so I signed up for Venice Run Club. I went this past Wednesday. And it was a great time. And my goal is to, I'm saying this now, and I recognize that it might not be realistic if something comes up in my life or an injury happens or whatever. But my goal, my big picture goal, I need like a, a carrot at the end of the road is a marathon before the end of the year, which I think is doable. I did like a, a recent test at Run Club. It was four and a half miles at a 10.30 pace. And my average heart rate was 190. Um, but I don't know if that's good. I'm definitely paying for it today. It's Friday now, two days later. I'm pretty sore, but not super sore. I've been doing the knees over toes workouts on my off days. And I think that's prevented a lot of like foot and ankle in, uh, injury. But we're taking up running. I need help. I've reached out to a lot of resources. Being in a new city is hard. Being, you know, not isolated, but being in a new city, not knowing a lot of people is hard. So I was like, screw it. I'll go to this run club. It'll tackle the, the need for exercise. It'll tackle the need for, you know, connecting with more people. And it'll tackle, you know, just like getting out of the house in general, I think is really important for everybody all day, you know, at least once a day, get out and do something active and to move. That was one of the things that I lost in the past year or I fell behind on that I, I really regret. And so I went to this run club and funnily enough, a new roommate of mine, his friends, I was helping them move in this past week. And I was mentioning like, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I just cut back off of nicotine. I just quit essentially. This was, while I was still chewing gum, but I was like, I'm going through, you know, withdrawals right now. And I was like, I'm gonna just, you know, run a marathon in a year 
and try to run an Ironman in the next five. And they're like, oh, like you should try out Venice Run Club. And I literally had like just put it in my calendar a couple hours before. And so it was nice knowing that there was going to potentially be at least someone that I knew there. And so I showed up and I met a couple people. I will admit it was terrifying because I have crippling social anxiety when it comes to meeting new strangers. But I did it and I felt great afterwards. I met these great group of people. They're local. They've been here for years. They invited me to this birthday dinner thing afterwards. And I was like, screw it. Like, let's just go. Let's see what happens. No expectations. And everyone was incredible. I mean, I will do my best to respect people's privacy and not, you know, name any names. And obviously, like, I'm putting this out here and we'll probably cut things in post to make sure I'm not doxing myself or anyone else. But I went to this run club. It was fantastic. Met some really great people. They then invited me to another thing yesterday and we're going to try and do runs on Saturdays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And it's been really great. Like I think having having a a group of people that are focused on being active and moving and you know it, it's just i can't express how important that is to me and how valuable it is and how helpful it's been to kind of get through these first couple you know days i'm on day 5 now so we're we're past the the hardest part if you will um but there still are moments that are difficult, and there always will be. But it, we're, we're on the up and up. We're doing well. I think this is probably where I'm going to end episode one. We'll call it I Need Help or something. I don't know. It's one of my favorite phrases. I, I've been learning to ask for help more often humble myself, admit when I don't know something, put my ego, you know, check the ego at the door and just not respond to that initial instinctive impulsive reaction of like, like that, that was my life the past year. And I, I regret that a lot. So episode one, it's in the bag. This might have video, it might not. We're gonna see if, you know, this recording setup that I currently have is uh, is functioning properly, but feel free to leave me a comment on your thoughts. I think I've gotten one or two comments on the first episode. Might do a, I might do like a responding to comments specifically episode or I might just respond to one comment at the end of each episode. Let's see, can I pull up? We're doing it live, folks. If you're still here, fantastic. This is for the, uh, the real fans.
So episode one, or episode zero, sorry, was I'm way too close to the microphone. Um, and we have one comment from Mitch who said this was the most calming existential crisis I've ever heard. <laughs> Which, like, reading that, I I laugh, and I also, I don't know how to feel about it. But it's pretty accurate. I I was talking to my roommate, and I said, I know, you know, I wonder, I saw something on the internet the other day. It was like when people turn, when men turn 25, they have menopause where they like, and for context, I have been 25. I'm turning 26 this upcoming fall. But when people turn 25, they have, you know, this kind of moment of reckoning where they recognize like, oh, like, you know, these habits that I had in my younger years, like I want to keep these. And then they also realize like, okay, this habit, you know, that I don't want to continue doing, I definitely want to leave behind. So who knows, maybe I'm in menopause, but it's definitely a transitionary time. And I figure it may as well be documented so I'm going to stop episode one here and just read out, I won't read out the full comment, but it's great to see that someone has been watching since the beginning. I saw a reference to a couple of hilarious quotes from back in the YouTube days, but I don't know. Let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know if you resonate with any of this. I think the next episode is going to be discussing video ideas. I think it's quite possible that by sharing these ideas, someone could steal them and I could lose out on that or it could be a case of parallel thinking or whatever, but I have a huge list of YouTube video ideas and I figured for episode two, which I'm probably going to record right after this, I wanted to get your thoughts on which videos to make, the videos that I have been filming but haven't had the time to go through and edit, and then that'll probably be episode two and I'd love to hear from you. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, all of those call to action things that our YouTube overlords want us to do. And we will see you on episode two. We're doing 10 at least, probably even more. But these are so easy to make that like, I don't have an excuse not to make them. Don't know about the specific upload frequency, but I recognize that I'm rambling. This has been Justin Growth with the, oh, I gotta figure out an outro. This has been the Personal Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Growth. Pronounced like both, not Groth, like Roth IRA or Moth. We'll see you next time. You. Also, Liquid Death, please sponsor me.